Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Fabulous and Female. I'm Helen Corsi-Cadmore, an award-winning business growth specialist, coach and consultant and a mum to twin girls. My podcast is about having honest conversations with busy, ambitious females about growing your business to have a better balanced life and of course, avoiding burnout. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fabulous and Female, the podcast where I talk about um, real, honest business balance and trying to avoid that lovely burnout that does happen when we have our own businesses and when you're just in life and in work in general. So this morning, I am delighted to have a wonderful guest, lovely Lindsay with me. Uh, Lindsay F. Grave, get your name right, that's a good start, isn't it? Lindsay F. Grave is the founder and director of Announced PR, which is a boutique PR consultancy. Um, Lindsay works with businesses to elevate their credibility, authority, and get them featured in the media. As well as running a successful agency, Lindsay has developed a group coaching program, which we're definitely going to talk about later, um, for business owners and marketeers to help them get featured in the media in just eight weeks. Wow. Uh, Lindsay has worked in PR for over 20 years, initially specialising in the healthcare sector, um, working in-house for a biotech brand, and later on at a global PR agency. Lindsay has run Announced PR for 14 years with a healthy roster of clients, some of whom have been with her now for years. So lovely Lindsay, that's the very kind of, you know, headline structured bio. I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about Lindsay and a little bit more about you personally as well. Let's get let's um, get to know you a bit more. Let's get personal. Okay, yeah. yes, sounds good. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's lovely to, to see you again. Yeah. Um, Helen and I have, um, yeah, we crossed paths probably about a year or so ago now yeah. and have, have worked together and kept in touch. And um, I've done a LinkedIn Live with you and also uh-huh. a masterclass for your yes. membership. So, yeah, it's really nice to be on your oh. podcast. So thank you so much. Yes, as you say, that is the kind of uh, corporate professional bio, isn't yep. it? <laughs> it um, is, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I um, so I'm a mum. I have two two children, and the reason that I set up set up announce was so that I could continue to work in PR, but work that around my um, mm. around my family. So. Um, mm. As I, as I said in the bio, I uh, worked for a global PR agency, Ogilvy, which was London-based. I was traveling a lot internationally. Um, and so when my eldest, Charlie, came along, that just wasn't that just wasn't going to work no, anymore. No. You know? Yeah. Um, How old's Charlie now? So he is now, he's 15, he'll be 16 wow. in April. Oh my God, he's not <laughs> little anymore. No, he's really not. So yeah, so I've got two teens on my hands now because my daughter turned 13 in November oh, okay so, yeah Let's I'm, I'm now, yeah <laughs> so I'm now in a yeah a different different phase of yeah. parenting Charlie's doing his GCSEs at the moment wow. so um so that's yeah so that's a lot and actually mm. even though they don't need me as much in terms of um you know like they're out that they leave the house at 7 30 they get home at four so you know and, and I don't have to do the school runs anymore because they both get the bus so oh amazing I so, can't wait to be in that position oh, I feel like my oh, life is just in the school run oh. I know I know and it's so it's so strange because for years and years I couldn't really do much until say 9 30 mm. when you're when you're back mm. um and then there was that hard stop at three o'clock or or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in the last 18 months, it's been a real um shift in my working patterns mm. and my and my working life. Um, but even though they are out of the house for longer and they're not so reliant on me for getting to school and don't need so much of my time, I'm still really grateful that I 
work for myself yeah. and you know yeah. come work flexibly and work from home all the reasons why I set set the agency up and started working for myself mm. all those all those years ago yeah so what kind of what is what really inspired you then to to start um announce PR was it because of the children and you thought right I want something more flexible flexible or was it just you got to that stage when you're in the career and thought mm, I could be doing something for myself here tell us a little bit more about that yeah I think it I think it was a bit of both really mm. um I really enjoyed PR and I enjoyed I, you know I really enjoyed my job and I loved loved what I was doing um and I I enjoyed the healthcare sector mm. but I was curious <clears throat> excuse me I was curious to um explore working with different businesses in different industries and sectors and so yeah. that was something that was a benefit when I when I mm. set up yeah. by myself um would have been quite different isn't it to go because healthcare is is, is the healthcare it's very um what's the word particular I guess isn't it and then yeah, to, to yeah. work with other people what kind of other industries have you have you mainly worked with or has it been quite varied yeah really varied I would say if I had to um sort of pinpoint um an area it would be um sort of b2b and the yeah. more and the more corporate side okay um but just, but to, having... just to say sorry Lindsay just say b2b we're just gonna we'll be really really like honest here what is b2b because some listeners will not have a clue what b2b is yeah so yeah you know it's really important and there is a lot of jargon yeah and we do it (laughs) don't we automatically just in life we expect everyone to know because that's what we know but actually if someone's listening they're like what the hell is b2b (laughs) yeah so b2b is business to business so it's essentially a business that is selling to another business yeah perfect so and then you've got b2c which is and when you when you see b2b and b2c it's written b the number two yeah and then b the number two and c and that would be business to to consumer so businesses that are selling to the general public um so yeah i would say broadly working with businesses to help them um uh, providing PR services to help them market themselves to other businesses uh, but in recent years I have worked with B2C um, and have worked with brands and businesses that are selling to um, selling to consumers and I think that's where um, a lot of the media relations yeah. work that I've been doing a lot of recently I mm. mean I've always worked with the media right back from from the early days of, of PR um, but that's where you kind of get another side to PR yeah. and you can get it, it, it can be quite exciting. You know, yeah. you um, you start working with a brand and then you um, deliver them press coverage in media that they want yeah. to be seen in. And it's a buzz for them. And it's a, it's a buzz, it's for, a buzz you. for you, for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Um, On that, can you can you share anything that's like quite juicy? Do you have any juicy goss like <laughs> you've ever, you've ever well been okay or... okay I actually I, I, I had no idea I was going to say this but I'm just going to say it so <laughs> that's what my <laughs> podcast really... is all about <laughs> yeah so it's not really goss but so years ago and it was actually when I was on maternity leave okay. um with Charlie I went on this morning and had my hair cut did you <laughs> yes oh my god amazing. I did so who was hosting I... it then <laughs> it was, was it? Philip Schofield. I was okay. And Fern, Fern. So it's just before yes. Holly had right. Come, yeah. Come so it must um, have been. What's her name? Twin, Fern. Fern, Fern Britain. Britain. That's it. Yeah. So it must have been. Let me try to. Uh, two thousand and nine. So it was two thousand and nine. Wow. Okay. So I think I think what happened was I was at home on maternity leave. And I was kind of like, oh, what can I do with myself? And then putting my <laughs> PR hat on. Oh, I'll just, you know, sitting at, as you do when you're sitting at home, when you've got a newborn or, mm. you know, young baby, you watch a lot of daytime TV, don't you? So I'm like, oh, I can have a makeover. <laughs> so I emailed, 
<laughs> so that. I PR'd myself essentially. So yeah. I emailed the uh, show and emailed mm. a producer and they came back to me. I'm pretty sure if it wasn't that day, it was the following day. I got a reply wow. almost instantly. And that's not normal they... really, is it? No, 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 not really. And this huh. was, I think this was a timing thing, you know, and this okay. is still so true in PR and, mm. you know, even now. It was just good timing I mean yeah. I don't know whether it ended that well for me with the hairstyle I ended up with but I'll come on to that so um I'm definitely so going to be googling I... it now see if I can find it to oh, send, yeah, send me a picture it's still, yeah, it's still there still there so I emailed them they emailed back I said oh, thanks so much for your email we're, we're actually planning a new feature right where we want members of the public to come in and have a hairstyle, a mm. celebrity hairstyle that is voted for by viewers. Okay. I mean, most people I think would have gone, absolutely not. But whether <laughs> but whether I was just yeah, but whether I was just in this maternity leave, you know. Yeah, bubble kind of yeah. I yeah. just went, yeah, great, I'll do that. So um so anyway, um, cut to cut to the yeah. sort of day before recording. Um, there was me and my mum, and I I took Charlie with me, and we went down to a hotel, stayed over the night, had to get up really early. Mm. Um, the three celebrity hairstyles were Kate Winslet, right? Katie Katie Holmes when she had the really short oh. dark bob. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and. <laughs> Lily Allen when she had really long dark yeah. hair with a blunt fringe now this is hilarious because if anyone is just listening to this on audio and is not um watching Lindsay has got the most beautiful long kind of in, um a blonde hair couldn't be more different than the three people <laughs> I know so and I knew this uh, yeah. so I knew this at the time so I'm, I'm going okay great um <laughs> And it was Charles Worthington. So Charles Worthington was the celebrity hairdresser. Yeah, so I get yeah. there, get shown, meet the meet everybody, meet the presenters, get taken mm. to the hair hair styling studio. Yeah. My mum is having the best day because she goes, she's sent to the green room, <laughs> and in there was Christopher Biggins and Natasha Kaplinsky. Oh, so wow. she's. <laughs> So she's having two people like, in the room, interesting yeah, in itself. So she's, yeah. she's loving it, thinking, yeah. well, this is just a nice day out. Um, they then take all the mirrors away from me, so oh, I wow. can't see what's can't what's see happening. Oh, um, they tie my hair up in they do like a before mug shot, and it literally yeah. it looks as though I've just been arrested. Because <laughs> there was no no makeup. Yeah, you know, it's literally it's a, a mugshot. It yeah. is a mugshot. So, so they take the before photo, they tie my hair back, and then they um, the, the, the hairstyle that was chosen was the Katie Holmes style. Oh my goodness! So drastic because my yeah. hair was very similar then to yeah. how it is now. Yeah. Um, so they tied my hair in a ponytail, chopped it off, showed that on the screen. Oh look, here's her hair. <laughs> um, dye my hair brown, cut yeah. it really short. So they then take me onto the um, floor to do the live reveal. Yeah, Bill's there, firm's I remember there. that. Yeah, so then it's a big mirror, be, wasn't it? Hmm, big yeah. mirror. I yeah. hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't seen it. Turn me round. Obviously, I was kind of. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't really like it, but you know, it's <laughs> it's just Completely you're different. on TV, so you kind yeah. of. Oh, Lovely, and Charles Worthington has just cut it, so I'm not going to be too. <laughs> no, you know. Like, yeah, it's not a big deal <laughs> to awful. have him cutting it. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, it's great. And then it's either Phil or Fern. My mum's standing behind the cameras, holding Charlie. Mm. Come on, come on, mum! Is... No. Oh, hilarious! Oh. Backstage, Charlie takes one look at me and bursts into tears yes. like tears streaming tears streaming oh my goodness this has been completely so, different for him completely oh different. my goodness yeah this is... and you know the lights and the tv show Any, wow. anyway so show ends off we go home don't think much of it I mean my phone's obviously going with people going oh, yeah. you on TV? Blah, 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 blah. um anyway the next day get up phone rings um it's my dad going did you know you're you're in the papers 
in the papers as well yes yeah, so talk about PR and yourself Lindsay yeah exactly so, and, I, Paper. and this is what you'll find if you google yeah. it and I've still got the clippings so I think it was the mail the sun it oh even went God. into USA Today you know it went went viral back global. then that's like viral like <laughs> not the viral we know now but back yeah, in 2009 but, yeah, that's viral. viral yeah and the story was, it was hilarious. So mum has such extreme makeover, son doesn't recognise her. And then, but the classic line from the mail was, oh, classic mail. 10 month old Charlie says, uh, not even speaking, yet. No. 10 month old Charlie says, where's my bubby? And, oh, yeah, so, Do you know what? Thank a... you so much for sharing that. Because I didn't know that. <laughs> But also, what a brilliant story to say, do you know what, you you can be yourself yeah, without yeah. Real, really realising. Um, and I guess, let's just take a step back, because again, I like to keep things really um, candid for people here. So PR, what what actually <laughs> is PR? Because, you know, we, we, we know it in a sense that what we just said, you know, it's it's um, media, it's TV, paper, those kind of things. But Give us a bit of a synopsis of what actually PR is. Mm. Yes, I will. And I think um, I'll start with a common misconception of PR in that it's okay. all about the media. Yes, I know we've, yeah. I've just given you an example of yeah. PR and the media, but I think there is this, um, there can be this perception that PR equals getting press coverage. Yeah. So getting yeah. featured in the media. Um that and it actually... does for me as well. Like, yeah, like we spoke about yeah. before, but that's the first thing that comes to my head is right. Yeah, PR is media. That that's it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. explain what think, it really is. Yeah, and I but I, and I think it's kind of an easy way to explain it. You know, you you we've all seen these memes on TikTok and socials where it's kind of explain to your parents what you do. Yeah. So I think <laughs> it it kind of makes it relatable to explain yeah, it does. Yeah. PR in that way. It does. But it is just one type of PR. So there are ultimately PR is about reputation yes so that's the end goal mm -hmm. is to manage your companies your brands if it's you know if it's your business your your reputation yeah um and ensure that your business or brand is received and perceived positively yes. by its stakeholders and by its audiences okay so reputation is kind of the you know the key word the kind of overarching yeah, yeah. strategy and goal and then out of that you'll have tactics so you'll have mm -hmm. different activities that you can um implement yeah. to help achieve that and media is one of them so uh so you have public pr which is public relations and then out of that you'll have media relations which will be um uh, the activity of getting press yeah. coverage or liaising yeah. with the media or crisis management or whatever anything that involves the media then you would have um, things like internal communications or internal relations so mm -hmm. how you communicate with your employees yeah because of course your employees are a stakeholder yeah they're an audience yeah. yeah and how your employees perceive you contributes to your reputation mm-hmm then you've got corporate communications and and investor relations so particularly if you're a uh, large corporate and you're a listed company you will have obligations to report your financial results and report yep. mergers acquisitions takeovers that kind of thing yeah, so your yeah. shareholders will be a a key audience and a and a stakeholder yeah um so you'll want to be um communicating with them in a in a an ethical and, and positive way um and um even things like your website social media yeah you know, because one of your audiences is, of course, your end user Absolutely. and your customer. Absolutely. So yeah. what does your website say? How does your website look? What are you yeah. saying in your e-newsletters? What are you sharing on your social channels? Yeah. If you're a brick, brick and mortar business, what is that impression when people walk in to your premises? Who's greeting them? Yeah, absolutely love that. And that's really interesting because I think you've said it there, like you know, PR is this is this kind of overview but then there's all these different elements that come off it and I think you know, as we mentioned at the beginning I think a lot of people just think of it as media but I, I love the fact that you've said things like you know um written communication is so important and there's something that I I talked to with my clients about you, know, you mentioned on the website or 
um, you know, on your, even on your Instagram channels or whatever, you know, social media channels, mm. you've got to remember that everybody receives communication differently. So I'm very visual. I, I receive information much better visually than I do um, written text. But say, for example, if someone comes on the website and you've just got, a, you know, just a load of text, no pictures, nothing. For somebody like me, oh my goodness, I'd be I'd be completely lost in there and you mm. lose me very, very, uh, very quickly. So from a sort of PR point of view then, is that really important to really understand, as you said there, your end user and understand what sort of works for them as well to really sort of target the PR side? Yeah, it's really important. And mm. that that research and that insight stage is something that needs to happen yeah. at the start of any PR activity, you know, even yeah. any marketing activity. Yeah. Um, so a key part of what I will do when I start working with a client, and in fact, I'm um, working on a research project at the moment for a um, company in the health healthcare sector. Mm. Um, so I would research things like who, so who my customers are, yeah. um, what's influencing them, um, who are the key um, kind of opinion leaders or key influencers in my in my sector or my okay. industry? Yeah. What are the key media outlets? Um, what are the key issues at the moment? What are people What are people worried about? Yeah. Because all of that research and all of those insights will inform your PR strategy. Yeah. And then obviously make sure that your activity. Mm. is designed to do what it needs to do um and and you know and even a step back from that is you know setting your objectives in terms of what do you want PR activity to achieve for you that's what I was going to say what are the what are the the benefits or the outcomes of of using PR so yeah if you could explain that a little bit that'd be brilliant yeah so PR can be a really useful and meaningful way to to reach your to reach your audience um and to grow your to grow your audience Mm. as well um I think you know we had we touched on this when we did the LinkedIn live I think I think a lot of businesses use social media and are really really happy to use social media and and do social media themselves yeah um but with PR they sort of feel as if you know they can't do you know they can't do that that needs to be you know yeah. it's not available to them yeah. or it's or it's, or it's like not accessible. Or it's, yes that's yeah it's not accessible um, to yeah, you yeah that's that um but you know but it actually is so in terms of what what pr can achieve um and i'll use i'll use media relations as as an example just to um i suppose just to focus on that for the time for the yeah, time perfect. being so so most people know, isn't it? So yeah, yeah it'll be I quite relevant. So. Yeah. Yeah. So so what um successful media relations does for a business is it really supports that reputation and that authority and that mm. credibility piece because we can all use social media on our own comms channels to yeah. talk about our businesses, talk about our products, talk about our services and and how good they are. But when someone else says it about you, so when it's reported in a um, media outlet or even on a podcast or at an yeah. event when you're when you're speaking, if a third party uh, mentions your business, talks about your product or service, it's that um, advocacy. Yeah, they're yeah. acting as that as that ambassador for your business, mm. and generally, you trust you trust that more. Yeah, you know it's that you're, it's that borrowed credibility from whether it's bbc or the guardian or the times or stylist or grazia or hello or yeah you know whatever media outlet has that gravitas in your mm. industry or or sector you know it's like for example when you go into a bookstore you know it the, all the reviews and you'll see a label on the front that's got the observer or the Guardian, yeah, you know, five do. stars, yes. you yeah. know, film, re- film reviews, yeah. film reviews are, you know, five stars from the independent or five mm. stars from, and you just think, oh, well, it must be good then. Yes, you do. You know, you because of your, of the credibility, yeah, of your, the trust. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and so that's true and it it's... and that's something powerful that businesses can pick yeah. up on yeah absolutely you're right there and even if, even if you don't kind of if you don't like that publication or that you know independent yes you, you still yeah. think okay that must be good so I you know it does enforce that that trust factor um the credibility when it's when they've got that kind of stamp on it doesn't it yeah uh, and I'm very much a sucker for that if I see something that's you know been given five stars by somebody I'm like yeah okay that must be good yeah I'll yeah. Pick that up then. yeah I, I do yeah. I, I'm one of those PR suckers I'm like yes okay yeah they're because doing their job that, aren't they yeah it's that it's that trust factor because I yeah. think we're all skeptical we all have some degree of skepticism don't we yeah. um and if a company you know doesn't have a brand legacy you know mm. not everyone is an Apple or a you know Dyson or a whatever it is yeah so um so it's kind of what else can you do yes to instill instill trust in in someone who's going to part with their cash for my product or product or service yeah and that's a that's a really good point to say there because you know a lot of people who listen to this podcast um you know maybe in the early startup phases um or maybe looking to pivot grow whatever it is or even just thinking, right, how can I how can I use this in my in my career, in my employment? You know, it PR, I guess, is for me, and this is a perceived, um, perceived belief that PR is, as you mentioned, is it's inaccessible. So how can um a small business or an independent, you know, somebody, a sole trader, how can they really utilize PR to their advantage when they don't have a big budget or they don't you know, have all um, uh, the staff or the employers to mm. go out and do it for them? How can they make PR accessible to, the, to them? Yeah, and it can feel really overwhelming because, mm. you know, you don't know what you don't know, do you? You know, yeah, so exactly. start, you yeah. kind of think, well, where, you know, where where do I even start? So, yeah, so, yeah I totally get that. Yeah. Um, and actually, since this, not not quite since the start of the year, because I had a bit of a digital detox, but over the last week and, it, and throughout January, um, I'm sharing a PR prompt on my Instagram I've seen story. That. It's brilliant. If anyone doesn't just follow like a it, little tip. Yeah, 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 it's great. Um, so because there are things that you can do on a daily basis that don't take up a huge yeah. amount of time, and there are things you you can do that will really move the needle in terms of your PR activity and okay. help you um, help you get press coverage. It's just knowing. I hate using the word tricks, but it's just knowing where to look, I think, and just yeah, knowing the little yeah. things to do. It's like with anything, isn't it? With social media and new features and, and things that, that come out. It's, yeah. it's just keeping on top of it. And these PR prompts that I'm sharing are specific uh, steps and tips that I have also shared in my you know accelerator program. And um, that's been yeah. running <clears throat> for a few months. And graduates have already secured coverage so I know fantastic that they work you know fantastic. I know these tips and these and these yeah. prompts work um can you so would you mind with, sharing just maybe yeah, two of course. just now yeah no of course so I think the first thing to do is what we touched on um earlier is around objectives mm-hmm. so so really um take the time to understand where you want to be seen yes so yeah. look at your business think about your customers and think about what would align well with your customers you know the types of media that your customers might they might not necessarily be consuming or reading it I mean hopefully they would be but it even if it's a, a media brand that they would be influenced by it, yeah okay help with that trust yeah um, okay. trust them so think so, so think about that to start with and just focus on one or two you know don't mm-hmm. worry too much about I've got to be yeah I've got to be seen everywhere, everywhere. yeah yeah and that's what people so get, about... get a bit bogged down by so where, where do I start so I love that where do just I start? keep things simple yeah. and just focus on one or two just yeah, focus great. on one or two because it's really important to become the expert on the media outlet that you're pitching to mm-hmm. so it, let's say for example it's um I don't know you're a skincare brand and you want to be in Grazia in their beauty section for example so you are going to want to become the expert on how Grazia covers skincare products how they talk about the beauty industry are they are they only covering products that 
you know cost a certain amount or um is it natural or is it um I know there's certain themes where Mm -hmm. they're talking about skincare products if they do product roundups yeah um are they only affiliate links because affiliate links is it's a whole other story. Whole other story, in, yes, um, yeah. <laughs> in product PR, for example, um, but become the, the expert on that on that okay. outlet, and then you want to look at which journalists are writing those articles and, yeah, and features okay. and stories, and become yeah. an expert on them. Lots of journalists are on um, are on X, so you can find good information there. A lot of journalists also now are freelancers, so they might have their own websites with their contact details on and their and their portfolio of work and once you've done that research you should start to have a picture in your mind of okay they're writing about skincare in this way I think I could tie my product in in this way and then before you know it you've got that outreach pitch to send to a journalist to say you know hi I've noticed that you're writing about xyz I'd love to tell you about yeah my product which is da 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 Here's the product information. Send really good quality images. Okay. Um, you can send one or two thumbnails. Yeah. In the in the uh, body of the email, but you uh, would also want to say you have more high res images available that you can okay. send through yeah. Google Drive or something like that. Would you send um, a physical product if you if you're a, you know a, a product based business? Would you send a physical product to uh, a journalist um yes there are a few few considerations so first of all because if you're a small business particularly that can be expensive yes you, know, yeah, you don't yeah. want to just be sending out no. a load of products <laughs> so product, first yeah. of all <laughs> so first of all I try and build a relationship with the journalist yeah, that you yeah. want to send product to mm-hmm. um and then make and then get their you know address because lots of journalists now don't work five days a week at no. the at the publications offices yeah. they'll be you know working from home or if they're freelance they might you yeah, know never be there, hybrid, or very yeah, very yeah. rarely be there. yeah absolutely um, so you'll want to build a relationship first okay. um and and you know and that can be a good way of making sure that a they would write about your product mm-hmm. you know and b when they receive it you've already got that dialogue going yes. so you can say oh just checking you just know checking did it arrive it. okay what did yeah, you think yeah absolutely you, think you might be able to use it in something yeah, yeah. so it's built it's still building that trust which we talked about a lot that credibility but building the relationships before you just kind of go blank you know yeah old selling or whatever just you know don't just um say can I have your dress to send you something you want to you want to yeah. build up that trust yeah okay yeah okay. and you want to know that they're um you know that that they're actually writing about products that you're that you're selling because yes, there's no yeah. you know bigger turn off for a journalist than to no. get a pitch or a press release on something that is completely, completely you know irrelevant. irrelevant for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, just something else to say on that as well. I think that's another another benefit of businesses doing their own PR in that they start to build and then own those relationships with media. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. because once you've established a relationship with a journalist, then that's an asset for you, mm. you know, and that's something that you can keep you can, keep yeah, coming leverage. back to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, million dollar question, I guess is. <laughs> I know you when you talked about your PR on yourself, and that just seemed to happen kind of very easy and very quickly. You know how. How often is there kind of a, a, a magic number of times that you would, you know, um, reach out to a certain journalist before you kind of just give up if they don't, you know, um, they don't respond or they don't want to build a relationship? You know, how many sort of times would you keep going at something? Is there like a magic number in the industry? There isn't really a magic number. Um Although what I would say is you, you don't just want to be sen- saying or sending the same thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if you're literally just forwarding the same email going, yeah. have you seen this? Are yeah. you going to, are you interested? I'm just following up. I would say the magic number is zero. Stop. You know? yeah. <laughs> Give up. Yeah. Um, because each time you contact a journalist, you're going to want to, Okay, you can do one follow up, you know, oh, you know, yeah. just just checking um was this of any interest, you know, yeah. you probably yeah. want to do that once. Um 
But that's not to say you can't ever contact that journalist again mm. um, if they don't respond. But you'd need to have a different angle. Yeah. And so a change, different story. Change your tactic. Change yeah. your tactic. Yeah. Change your story. Find something else. Okay. Um, can you link to one of the PR prompts I shared a couple of days ago was can you link to an awareness day, an awareness campaign, a seasonal yeah. event, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And in my accelerator, I, I talk about layering. So, so um, a couple of the modules go into, into depth around how you can create stories mm -hmm. because that's the hardest thing, right? You know, yeah. to sort of think, okay, well, I've, I'm a coach or I'm, um, you know, I've got a product business or I'm a service business. You need to have a story you know journalists generally aren't gonna care that you've got this business no absolutely they want some you know they want something back you know back yeah back story don't they yeah yeah and something that's going to make you stand out so I go through the PR toolkit which is essentially um seven building blocks to help you create a story or seven sources of ideas to help you create a story Perfect. um but the layering effect is really useful so for mm -hmm. example if you're if you're going after an awareness campaign or a seasonal event, um, can you tie that in with some research or a Google trend? Okay, Just so that it's yeah. something like, okay, if it's if it's Easter, um, it's not just to go, oh, it's Easter, buy my product. You know, it's Easter. And we know that around this time, 50% of people like to do eat, X. Yeah, eat yeah, way too much so, chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it might be, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of, trying to think of an example off the top of my head and um, no, maybe I, it's I like it. buying easter gifts so yes. maybe um you know parents are um turning away from chocolate and choosing mm. cuddly toys yes you know and we, we've seen a you know um 75 increase in sales of our cuddly toys going up at easter yeah, because parents yeah. don't want to buy their kids chocolate mm. um, and that could be a story from yeah cuddly toy company yeah no absolutely <laughs> but, you know you've that. got Easter it's, and some research rather than just going buy my buy your child yes, my yeah Easter. so you've got again you've got some uh, credibility behind you again so you can say yes okay we've noticed xyz in our business yes yeah. you know um you you run with this story you know but, yes um yeah. yeah okay I love that let's just talk quickly about your um accelerator because this was something new you started mm. end of last year Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, we kicked off and towards the end of September. Yeah. So first what, cohort. what yeah. made you change your direction or add, not change, but add in another layer to to what you do? Yeah. Um, well, it's really interesting, actually, because I actually first started delivering PR training back when I worked at Ogilvy for, okay. a, for the global agency. Yeah. Yeah. So that would have been, you know, um, mid 2000s. Mm -hmm. So we worked with um, global teams. So we would work with the global um, comms team at, at a pharmaceutical company. Yeah. That global comms team would be responsible for um, disseminating campaigns down to their local markets, which the local markets, uh, so countries around the world, yeah. um, would then have to implement um, locally. Okay. So what we would do is we would come up with the global campaign and then we would... Um, travel um internationally to visit these local teams mm -hmm. and train them on PR right. essentially. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they might have been marketing teams that didn't have a PR yes. capability. So, so I even back then was training marketers mm. on what PR is, the basics okay. of PR, here's your press kit, here's your press release, here's your uh, yeah. media list this is now what you need to do with it so, yeah, in your local your country yeah yeah okay yeah and then um when my daughter so when B was I think she was only about one so about 12 years ago I delivered a couple of face-to-face -face PR training sessions because even back then yeah I mean, it's not a million million years ago but even back then I just I just felt that there were so many opportunities out there for businesses to do their own PR yeah, absolutely. Um, and I just felt that if they, you know, had a bit of bit of knowledge, mm. you know, and I was able to impart some of 
what I've been doing yeah yeah and what I know then there was so much they could do themselves so I really enjoyed that because that was face to face and Mm -hmm. we'd have um you know in real time they'd come up with press releases and story ideas and we'd workshop all of that um and then agency life you know running my agency just you know got really busy and Mm. you know I've always been really lucky I've as I said in my very corporate bio had a healthy (laughs) roster of clients um but I've invested in coaching for myself a lot over the last Mm. few years yeah um which is how I met you and um I've seen how it how that's sort of benefited me and it's also opened my eyes to the online space yeah and the online yeah. world is mm. kind of like oh I could you know take what I was doing face yeah, to face all your experience yeah. of you know x amount yeah. of years yeah <laughs> yeah and deliver something online to mm. anyone anywhere so yeah. Um, so yeah so that was that was how it how it came about it's very much aimed at it's aimed at both business owners, but it, there's also a space. Um, and I did have some marketers and social media experts. Um, I have had some yeah. on, on in the accelerator. Yeah. It's also aimed at that um, that audience as yeah. well, because if you're working in social media or marketing, um, it can be quite common, if particularly if you're the only one in the team for a company, mm. That PR will suddenly land. It'll just fall into on your desk, your lap. and yeah. someone will go, "Oh, can you get us in such and such? Yeah, or can you send out <laughs> this press release?" And you might be thinking, "Oh, okay, oh, I don't know yeah, where, to where do I go?" Yeah, and it kind mm. of it, it it can go hand in hand, can't it? Quite well. Yeah. Um, yes. but also people think because you're in social media, then you must be in PR. You must know the background. Um, so I love that. So it's it's open to. It's open to everyone. And as yeah, we said at the beginning, yeah, PR, owners, marketers, yeah. Yeah, it can it can be really useful for for you to take on your own PR or you know, work with somebody like you that's got that knowledge, got that experience, um, and doesn't mind getting their hair cut live on national yeah, TV. Exactly. There's a bit of trust not, there in you, isn't don't, there? Don't worry, I'm not I'm not necessarily teaching that you email this morning and uh asked to go and have oh, your hair cut. Um, but yeah no it's, it's, it's an eight week it's an eight week program yeah you know, and in those eight weeks graduates have landed press coverage you know they've been seen in the, in the press in those eight weeks yeah, amazing. you can consume the content you know it's on demand content but there's weekly calls yeah. and those calls are really useful to bounce ideas around yeah, and absolutely. get really specific in terms of Fantastic. what to, you know what those questions that you asked me you know about sending images or mm. you know what 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 I found is that we got very much into the detail of what those emails yeah. would look like yeah. um and there's a Facebook group so um I use the word students but you know people in the accelerator would share their pitch emails or press releases in the Facebook Perfect. group yeah and then they'd get that one-to-one feel support from and, me yeah, yeah lovely great great <laughs> So let's, um, I've just realised the time and this is what I do. I love, as you know, I love Gosh, to talk. that's gone quick, hasn't it? I know, but it's good. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got three more questions I want to ask you, actually. Okay. So, um, and this is where I would love to get my my guests to be really honest and really candid in in having their own business. As you said, you've been very lucky and very, not lucky, fortunate to have a, a good number of clients. Um, and now your accelerator's gone well, which is brilliant. But what would you say have been your um, biggest sort of, challenges what's been the, the hardest thing for you working by yourself you know with being self-employed yeah. um is there anything really that stands out that you think that actually that that was a real challenge but I've overcome it um I think um I think it's I think it's the working by yourself mm. I think that is a yeah. real that is a real yeah. challenge um and what sort of what comes up for you then by working for yourself I think I think because PR is so uh, creative, mm. then um, I, I I mean I still do miss that you know being in a busy, yeah. bustling agency and, yeah, and bouncing imagine. bouncing ideas around. So I think the way that I've overcome that is um, I mean I do have local clients, so I'll um, I'll go to see them. Right. Um, yeah getting out investing of the, in, the office yeah getting yeah. out of the office investing in the coaching so investing in a you know communities and even even though it's online you know having that yeah interaction and yeah. that sense of that sense of community with 
with other people, particularly, um, you know, like-minded women in, yes. in business. Yes. That's been, um, that's had a huge sort of positive, positive impact. Um, I think another challenge is, has, has really been that, I mean, I think everyone probably talks about imposter syndrome, don't they? But PR is a very, um, you know, you generally deal with the person at the top of the business yes yeah. so you're kind of very exposed mm. you know in terms of what you do what PR can achieve and what PR can deliver yeah and so there can be a lot of pressure you know yeah, to deliver yeah kind of like so you know so 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 what's happening what are, what are you doing um not and then and that pressure isn't necessarily from the client it's pressure from from you me Intern, internal pressure <laughs> yeah, internal, yeah, internal yeah. pressure you want to do a good um, job don't you you want to make sure the client gets what you know they yeah. their objectives were and you get to the end of the objectives okay yeah so how have you learned to to overcome that imposter syndrome that lovely word <laughs> yeah yeah I think again it comes back to the coaching and yeah. the and the community um and because I think when you do that, when you step out of um, your comfort zone of, you know, being in, I mean, I'm in my home office, you know, being mm. in your home office and getting on with things, you realise that everyone else feels the same, feel the same. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. so there is comfort and there is yeah. reassurance in Absolutely. that and then learning, you know, learning strategies and, and sort of things that you can do to, to help overcome yeah. it. And I think it's just a constant um constant learning isn't it and it working is. on yourself absolutely yeah so how do you look after Lindsay Upgrave when you're not with the kids and I know you've got a, a dog so we said about the dogs earlier but what do you do just for you yeah um I mean I do find this time of year really hard with the okay. poor light poor. you know the the darkness oh, and me too yeah I so really I'm not struggle with January yeah, yeah. I don't get the blues great... but it's it's like no 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 I just I, I, want I, yeah I want spring <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's the lack of it's just the lack of daylight hours. Um, mm. So I I actually invested in one of those sunrise alarms. Yes, at I the just start got of one. the year. Oh, have I, you? Yes. yes. Yeah. What, what, what do you think? think? <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, so I really like it. I don't think it's made it easier for me to get out of bed, but it has made the waking up process yeah. more. Okay, less harsh than yes. just being woken up by my phone alarm, just going. Yes. Yeah. Um, because the light. I mean, even before the sound, because you can set it, can't you? To yes. So the then, light and then the yeah, sound. Yeah. Um, but even before the sound comes on, the light, the gradual light, has woken yeah. me up. Yeah. Which just feels so much. It's so, so much, much nicer. I know. Yeah. For, for me, um, at the moment, obviously, I've got um, twins who are nearly four, and 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 they wake me up, so I don't really yeah. have that problem. But it's the thought that's there, and actually the the um, uh, the sunset as well. So if you got on yours, you could do it mm, the other way, yes. so it can go yes. down. So it's yeah. quite nice. It's all it's all yeah. new and exciting at the moment. Yeah, see, yeah. see what it's like yeah, in a couple we'll of months. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And yeah. It, yeah, as I say, it hasn't quite made me jump out of bed with you know all the joys of spring. <laughs> January. <but anyway. laughs> yeah. We've got to and try then, something, um, haven't we? Well, that's it. Yeah, I thought I'd yeah. try something. Um, and then yeah, like you said, I've got a dog, so I, it's in, I I tr um get out and walk her in daylight. Yeah, uh, I mean where I live, it's a small village. There are no street lights, so okay. once it gets dark, I I'm right. not going to be going out across no. the fields in the pitch dark anyway. Please don't. Um, Please don't. No. No. So yeah, so it's a case of yeah, getting out in the in the daylight, yeah. walking, nice. fresh air, nature. Um, Perfect. And I find when I'm out walking. I have, that's when I have so many ideas. Yeah. Oh, the creative element, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Do you take so, your phone with you? I do. Um, yeah. I don't really look at it. Yeah. Um, I might listen to podcasts. Yeah. So yeah. I'll listen that's to a good one. Podcast. I've been listening to the Mel Robbins podcast. Oh, actually, she's amazing. Recently. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty good. Um, she's really good. And then if okay. something comes to me, I'll do a voice note. Yes, yeah. Yeah, you know, and go, I do that. Oh, don't yeah. say that. Yeah. yeah, on my notes page on my phone. But yeah, <laughs> it's interesting because yeah. even though, like, you know, I'm very much the same, get outdoors, change your environment, mm. get that fresh air into you. Um, 
as uh, yesterday morning I went out for a walk with my dog and I didn't take my phone I was like it was on it needed to charge and I was like I'm not going to take it and as I was walking around the corner um there was a massive um an ambulance that had parked kind of landed in a oh, in a nice. field by where I'm living and I was like oh and that's the only time I went I wanted my phone to take a picture yeah, take, yeah, yeah 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 um but yeah okay brilliant right Lindsay has been really really great to talk to you get to know you a little bit more as well I love that story of this morning your haircut <laughs> literally if you don't send it to me I'm just going to be googling it um yeah it's still there yeah. <laughs> it's still online oh, but, but that's another thing with on. PR you know like the fact that that's how old now well, 15 years old yeah. and it's still there and we're you know, still so talking if you about generate it. coverage yeah. for yourself it lives on the internet for years and what a brilliant story as well to to share with people you know you can do things for yourself um, yeah you know it's just and it is it is timing I think it does come down so I'm a definitely a, a big believer in timing yeah um fantastic right what is your favorite cake? This is a question I ask all my guests. Ooh. Um, actually, I've just I've just made two batches of cupcakes because it's oh, whether no, are it's you like a, ba- a are you a baker? I just every now no. and again, just every now and again. Um I'm so but, not baker. <laughs> um oh can I pick one of my I, I mean I but just what love, are the cupcakes? What are they? Tell us now. They're just they're just um just like traditional vanilla just Uh, fairy cakes with water icing like from a kid's birthday party oh living the dream just it's simple or a lemon drizzle oh there you go okay right (laughs) bloody lemon drizzle I've got two there sorry yeah yeah both amazing I'm a bit obsessed with cakes and I've eaten let's talk about not eating like chocolate and stuff I've been terrible in January I've been worse so Anyway, I don't care. You're not the only um, one. No. <laughs> and if anybody um, does want to get in touch with you to hear more about you, your your amazing um, tips you're sharing and your accelerator, where can we find you? Yes. So you can find details on my accelerator on my website, which is lindsayfgrave.com. Uh, my agency website is announcedpr.com and then if you follow me on instagram at announcedpr then you will find all the details on there amazing amazing oh thanks so much and thank you very much for everyone for listening as always if you've got any um questions or would like to get in touch with um myself or Lindsay, then please do reach out we love hearing feedback um and let us know if you get any uh meter coverage or any amazing yeah wonderful thanks so much Lindsay thank you Helen thank you bye thank you for listening to this week's episode of fabulous and female as always my leaving message to you is remember to do the one thing that makes you feel fabulous If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review.